0: Oh, Thank you, choir. Standing on the promises. Sometimes as a progressive people of faith, meaning that we expand our understanding of what all the promises mean. Uh, We expand our understanding of what the scripture is trying to tell us, other than just the literal word, which says one thing in a context that we need to learn about. And so as some of those people that I, I call that progressive, to look in context and figure out what the scripture is about for us this day... For that kind of people, we can also be kind of literal. Y'all ever noticed that? Singing that song, love lifted me. Love lifted me. It's okay to be literal every now and then. It's okay to stand on promises that we understand. One of my uh, teachers in high school told my mother, you know, Troy's a fundamentalist. And I said, he's a fundamentalist. my mom said, why is he a fundamentalist? He says, he believes that God is love stuff. That's why I was a fundamentalist. She said, coming back to a different part, a different part. And I said, no, no, God's love. And I said, well, if I'm going to be a fundamentalist, I want to choose what is I'm going to be fundamental about. And we all have those choices in our life. What is it that we're going to choose to be fundamental about? And what are we going to learn more about in our lives? And what is core to who we are? So when we sing Standing on the Promises, and last week we talked about removing the stones so that we could find a foundation to build upon. You know, we talk about what is foundational in our life. Where do we even begin? And sometimes in our lives, um, that can be a little frightening, That means we have to look at ourselves a little bit more deeply, and sometimes our response to that isn't necessarily to just dive in and say, love's going to lift me. You know, sometimes the choice is maybe even to run away for a little while, put our head under the covers. I don't know if you've ever tried to run away, but sometimes children do. You know, that very physical, let's just get out of the house and move. I don't like what mom and dad said. I don't like what dad and dad said. I don't like what mom and mom said. I couldn't get them to disagree and give it my way. So I'm just going to leave. You know, have you ever got your little backpack ready and your teddy bear and all that sort of stuff and just, you know, go outside down the block? You know, uh, I think I have a picture of one of those kids running away if it comes up on the slides. I think if it does, we may be having trouble with our slides too. Sarah's looking at it. I don't know about you, but I was too old to be one of those kids that ran away on a big wheel. You know, that came after my time. You know, one of those big, there she is, going to run away with that teddy bear in that suitcase. You know, I just don't know where she's headed, but she just got to leave because she didn't get the answers that she wanted. And some of you may have had that big wheel. Some of you may have had that big wheel in your life that you ran away on, and I have a picture of that, too, somewhere up there. There it is. You know? I almost broke one when my littlest sister, who is 20 years younger than me, had one. And I decided at 20-something, I to sit on it and try and run away again. When I tried to run away, it was on more of a trike like this. It looked like that. And I don't even know what it was about. But the story was told from my aunt, my mother, and my grandmother about Troy running away, catching me three blocks away on my tricycle. You know, and, and the story that keeps getting told is is that mom beat me all the way home. You know, just spanked me and my, my bottom was red. And that's like a story in our family that we're proud of. You know, <laughs> running away that caught me a couple blocks away and got me home and, and in her fear of of something bad happening to me, in her fear she grabbed me off that trike, you know, and was able to somehow get the trike and me home and spank me all the way. That's a mom's talent. Well, educators tell us that might not be the way you want to treat your kid anymore. They try and help us to train our kids a little bit differently. And, and one theologian, uh, Roger Nishioka, says this story in Pilate is a lot about how we relate to belonging. And it says, now when we talk to kids when they run away... We don't spank them that much anymore. They don't tell people to do that. And then there was a time period where they used to say, well, where were you going? What were you going to do? Where would you sleep? How are you going to eat? Are there going to be any friends there? You know, so they would try and reason and be rational with the kids so that the child, who isn't capable of rationality yet, would somehow understand <laughs> that running away wasn't the great decision, that rationality would overcome the emotions or the feelings that caused them to leave the room. And now they've come to a different place. Instead of spanking, instead of saying the reasonable things that the kid can get it at that young age, now they say, no, you can't go away. You can't go away because we belong together. We belong together. That's what they're training parents and educators to do, is to affirm the sense of family, affirm the sense of we belong together. We might get angry with one another, we might want to run, but we belong together. Isn't that a fascinating difference? We might know we belong together, but to have someone say that can be healing for us. And so what Nishioka says is that this is what's at the heart of this conversation between Jesus and Pilate today. Where do you belong? What is belonging mean for you? And Jesus says, I come from a different place. And you can belong there too, Pilate. All you have to do is choose to. All you have to do is choose to. And Jesus also says something different in the baptism story in this is that our belonging isn't up to what anyone else says to us our belonging is related to our identity in God and that is the truth to build upon a foundation stone that is good news that all of us belong and sometimes we might want to run away from that it might feel too scary or it might feel too daring for us to even think is possible you know? And so Pilate says, so what is the truth anyway, Jesus? Let's, let's talk about it rationally out here beyond myself, not about me. You know, what is the truth? And theologian Emily Towns talks about Pilate's living in intellectual truth where facts and data make up what is trustworthy. Pilate has power. Pilate knows the system works for him. Pilate believes that is facts and data. Boy, in Pilate's world, they didn't have as much facts and data as we have. Sometimes we can get lost in all of the intellectual arguments and all the facts and data that there is to gather. Not that it isn't important, and I'm not speaking anti-academic in any way. I'm just saying sometimes we suffer from a paralysis of analysis, and we think another fact is going to make us safe. Another piece of data is gonna be what we need. You know. And Emily Towns says that's where Pilate's coming from in this, trying to keep the structure, trying to keep everything as it should be. And Jesus is coming from a different place of saying, Let's get to know one another. It's a revelatory kind of truth. The kind of truth that doesn't come from accumulating another pile of data and being the king of the data dump. But revealing oneself to another in a way that something bigger happens. And then perhaps you belong to each other because you know a new truth about each other. Jesus is inviting Pilate into a different kind of relationship. You say, I'm this. That's what you say. But, you know, there's another way. There's another world, and that's where I belong, and you can too. Nishioka says this is what Jesus and Pilate's conversation is about. Between kingdom truth of what it means to be a king, and kingdom truth, what it means to be in relationship with one another, and what it means to be in relationship with God, and what it means to be authentic. Where do you belong? Do you know? Is there some place where you say, we belong to one another? Is it this place? Jesus seems to ask the question of Pilate, where do you belong? Do you know? It's okay. This is who I am. You can belong here. And as the story gets told, Pilate is torn Torn between two different paths. Pilate's not sure what to do, or maybe he is sure what to do, but it is just too daunting to do the right thing. As you read the story between the conversation between Pilate and Jesus, Pilate goes inside and outside seven times. There's the accusers of Jesus in one room, and there's Jesus in the other. And he goes back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, seven times in the story. Maybe it's between what he knows is right to do. Because he names it, he says, Jesus, they're saying, what have you done? This is what your people say, but it doesn't match with what Pilate sees. Then he goes out to the accusers, and ultimately Pilate chooses the easier road than what his heart may tell him is the right road. And there are certainly times in our lives where we may have done that. It seemed too daunting to claim a truth to build a whole life on that didn't look like what everyone else expected. That just didn't look like what they thought should be. Pilot waivers. I can identify with that. Robert Fleming yesterday being ordained. Can identify with that. What does it mean to be called, not called, how, when, where? Maybe I should just sit down and pull the covers over my head and hope God stops speaking. But then Jesus shows up and says, well, Do you want to belong? Come along. You're a part of the family. We have a claim on each other. A claim on each other to live together as one. Everyone who listens to the truth belongs. Everyone and anyone. Jesus makes this promise to Pilate that Pilate does not take What is it like when you're coming at someone with authenticity and who you are and they come back at you with, well, this is the research and the facts and the data. I know more about you than you do. And you have to respond with a truth that says, all of those things don't match life. All of those things don't match who I am before God. All of those things don't even have my correct name on them. Last night, as the names of transgender people who were killed this year were lifted. What is the truth, Pilate says? It's a way to run away. It's a way to not engage. While Jesus is right there offering Jesus' self. This question is really about more than who can be a king. It's about what you will build your life on. And it's about more than location. My kingdom is not here. But it's about the origin and source of all of our strength. New life is not just possible, it's promised. This is for the world to know. And in the church, we mark that promise. We mark that with the ritual we call baptism. When people have experienced a life changing experience and want to come forward in the church and say, I belong. The Spirit has told me so. Christ has claimed my heart and my life in a way I never expected. And you know, I'm one of those rational scientists, so it surprises the heck out of me. But here I am, knowing I belong. Let's do this water thing, Troy. Let me make this commitment. And the church says in baptism, we will make that promise to you and with you. Come forward and tell us your truth. And together we'll listen to the voice of Christ. And in that truth, we will honor what's happened in your heart already. We will mark it with water. We will mark it with a candle. We will let you know that you are enough, that you belong, and that the words spoken to Christ in Jesus' baptism... You are my own, my beloved, and you, I am well pleased, are the words you hear today. The words you hear as water is put upon you, God is well pleased. You are God's own, you are beloved, you belong. So on this celebration day, Christ the King, who says, I'm not a king, but I'll offer you a kingdom. Are you ready to belong? Some say, I already do. And you know, I say I already do. And then I know Jesus asked me, dive in a little bit deeper. Find that foundation stone. Truth by truth, build it. And I'll be with you each and every step of the way. Trust. Trust in God. Amen. Thank you.